Jesus was saying is, everything I told you is not all there is. He said, because there are many things I would like to tell you now, but you are not able to bear it. Take note of why he couldn't tell them. It's not because he wasn't willing to tell them. They couldn't bear it. Why couldn't they bear it? They were in sorrow. He was living. So even Jesus is sensitive. There's a time not to preach. <laughs> People are not in the mood. Okay? So said, this one's the way I'm looking at you. If I really tell you that you will die at 40. <laughs> in this mood. Peter was going to die like that. So he couldn't tell him at that time. He wasn't in the mood to accept it. He wasn't in the mood. All the things written in Revelation, they were not in the mood to hear it. That there'll be martyrs, that Stephen will die. That he could, they, they, they won't hear it at that time. That some of them will not marry for the sake of this gospel. That they'll be arrested. They'll be killed. And then also the good things. They were just, they were sorrowing. They were angry. They were offended. They were bitter. So the state of their heart. And that's the same thing we suffer sometimes when people come to church. The, the real thing we want to share, we're looking at your face. Ah, if I tell this one, this thing is not. Say they are reducing. They will finish. <laughs> Say this, your truth is too much. Let's go somewhere where at least they will tell us how we're going to make it next week. It's more. Jesus could not tell them. Now, the import of that is those things will have to be told them by the Holy Spirit. So see how important the Holy Spirit is. If they miss the Holy Spirit, they will never know. You see it? There are things you will never know but by the Spirit. But this has now created a problem in the church. Because it has become a license now for everybody to tell you the Holy Spirit told me. So what are we now going to do about this Holy Spirit who is now available in 5 million versions? Because as many as Christians are, so is the Holy Spirit. Your own Holy Spirit. Is it from my own Holy Spirit? Is it your Holy Spirit? Uh -huh. My own Holy Spirit told me to marry Sister Sososo's husband. Uh, it's my Holy Spirit. Why are you arguing with me? Jesus said he will tell us the things Jesus could not tell us. How do you know those things did not include that I can be a second wife? How do you know? Yeah. Yeah. So people now say all kinds of things and tell us that what? It is the Holy Spirit. And we are limited to fight because Jesus did not tell us what the Holy Spirit will say. And what the Holy Spirit cannot say. And the Holy Spirit is Lord. He is God. You can't tell him what he cannot say. Jesus is not more God than the Holy Spirit. And you know this is another thing most Christians don't know. Jesus is not here. The Holy Spirit is the one who is here with us. But he's here as Jesus. And if he's here, Jesus is here. God is here. But in the reality of it, it is the Holy Spirit who is with us today. He is the prefect, the governor over the church, the body of Christ. Praise God. So how do we solve this problem of a Holy Spirit who comes in several versions? And because he is the spirit of truth who will lead us into all the truth. Take note, all truth. So truth is one. It's like one tree with many branches. It's a branch a tree. So truth is one, but it has many branches and bears the same fruit. Take note of it. So the branches are the application. And I've told you truth is a person, Jesus. 
To confirm that, in that scripture you just read, he said he would bear witness of what? Me. So whatever the Holy Spirit is telling us is who Jesus is. What Jesus thinks. How Jesus sees. What Jesus expects of you. Because he's the one who makes intercession with the Father for you. If you don't look like him, the Father will ask him, Ah, but that guy you said is your guy. I'm looking at you, I'm looking at him. Is you I accept. If he doesn't resemble you, how do I accept him? That's how Jesus makes intercession for you. He covers you with himself. So if you keep resisting his covering, say, I don't like this, your dress. Give me my own. You know, read the parable of the feast. Everybody came in. One guy didn't wear the official dress. That's a picture of Jesus. Mercy brings you in. But when it's time for the feast, you must wear Jesus because the Father cannot behold sin. He's not going to hear you were saved in a papa in 2004. They will drive you out if you don't look like everybody else. <laughs> Christians don't understand some of these very cardinal, basic, important, foundational things. Because, you know, we now have Twitter, uh, social media, so everybody has become an emergency preacher. And because everybody's an emergency preacher, foundations that we had to go through, ah, I, can't, I can't forget it. Ah, ah. Federal Government College, Abuja. For me to become Bible study secretary, how old was I? A teenager. They gave me a Nelson Bible. You must read it cover to cover. You were put on alert every Sunday when the special guest minister from town doesn't come for FCS. And the Bible says, Secretary, you must preach. It's not maybe unless the president decides to overrule you. Then after that in the evening, we must have Bible study. We had an outline. <laughs> Already, so I must go through the outline with all the exco. I was a teenager. And then we finished that. And you know the hardest place to preach and teach is to your cosmates. They look at you ah, you, you want to tell me, are you mad? The other ones can argue with you now. What are you saying? But guess what? We've not had fellowship like that. Till today, on my school group, somebody said, I can't believe that I was coming for fellowship because of you. The value we're getting from those Bible studies, I couldn't believe it. It was amazing. Like your pastor, Pastor Shola, we had amazing, amazing moments in Federal Government College, Abuja. Then I went to Unilag, another problem. Became fellowship president. I was a pastor on campus, dealing with people already so early. And then redeemed, didn't want to hear that you are coming with all that too. You must first go through workers class. They don't want to know how long you have known the Bible. It's not their business. You first go through workers class. It's not the same people come, you come and almost jack mic from me. No, they tell you, oh God, mm -mm, thank you for what you know. See that workers class, sir, in this church? You go through it. You, you used to pastor a church, but you are not pastoring again. Okay, thank you. You are here now. That, Please go to that workers' class, sir. <laughs> then when you finish that, you don't go to baptismal class. Uh, when you finish baptismal class, if they're not going to make, it was when they wanted to make me deacon, but I ran away to Pastor Tony. Because I'm a student, deacon. I know. Ah. Meanwhile, the student claiming deacon, I was pastor on campus. So, people, the fact that that, that that kind of foundation, that filtration process no longer exists, Everybody can now just post something on social media and you gain the impression of a leafy tree but no fruit. So people start coming to you to ask for fruit because you've already posted out a picture that is really not the picture. So when you come to church now, you just assume everybody, we're all the same. Because you just quote Stephen Furtick and I assume that you are deep. 
<laughs> That's all. And now as we are deep. The things that are so available to you now, we, we had to buy book, buy tape, buy CD. I used to come here to a uh, CV, what's that place? This CV net, one place. We'll go to video club. We were, why were we going to video club to watch porn? We were going to video club to go and hire video to watch Kenneth uh, again. Thank God LTV gave us uh, Freddie Casey Price on Sunday. At least I could get that one for free. Every other thing we had to copy on a better cassette. We had Bishop Oedipo, our head almost turned the other way around. <laughs> and I told them, put that madman in my car. Let me see. The things that we had, you have to know. <laughs> you have to know. So, what do we do with a church that represents the Holy Spirit as a multi-faced, confused entity? Where everything goes because of this scripture. Let me tell you this. Luke chapter 4 and John, I mean Matthew chapter 4, when you have time, go and read it. I referenced it last week. This is solution number one. The Bible tells us that Jesus was led by the Spirit to go into where? The desert. Give me Matthew 4 so that we don't read it from my head. Matthew chapter 4. Then Jesus was led, can you imagine, by the... So this is another problem. Someone say, oh, it was the Spirit that led me to sleep with her. The Spirit led me, tempted me. I mean, Jesus was led into... Uh, one other time, I'll show you James. James says, you're only led by your own lusts. God does not tempt, and it can't be tempted by evil. So the question is, so why did he lead Jesus into temptation? Because in Jesus' case, he, has, he is not capable of being, uh, exactly, of, of being attracted to sin. So they had to lead him into the sin, so that he must conquer it in order to die for you as a holy lamb. Anything you are facing that disqualifies you from fellowship with the Father. If Jesus did not face it and conquer it, dying for you was of no consequence. That's why the Bible says he was tempted in every way, yet without sin. Every way. There's mention the sin. Now some people say no, yeah, but there was no sin. This sin at that time. No, it's a lie. Every sin under heaven, past, present, and yet to come, Jesus faced it. You know why? When he stood on that cross, he took all men to himself. Liars, I'm do you know the worst sinner that ever lived on earth? Who was the worst sinner that ever lived on earth, according to the scripture? Satan? Hmm? Judas. Okay, because he betrayed Jesus. Okay, what other sin can you call terrible? That you can say is the worst sin somebody ever committed? Can I shock you? The worst sinner that ever lived was Jesus. Hey! Scan. Ah, apostasy. Can you say that, sir? The Bible says he became sin. Not, not a sinner. Sin itself. Who knew no sin for your sake? Then Pastor Tos is talking. Listen. Tell somebody, listen. Whoever lived. Why? Because if he did not become sin at that time and he died on the cross, you are not saved. He became a liar. He became a thief. He became a robber. He became a murderer. To die in the place of those people so they can be saved from the consequence of their sin. And mine, all of us. Add that to your, what you are going to tweet. <laughs> eh? So, he was led by who? The spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. <laughs> Am I reading this alone? 
Is it my head? Did I write this? Have you read this before? Are you upset? He's there. <laughs> Verse 2. What does he say? After fasting 40 days and 40 nights, he was hungry. Okay, go on. The tempter came to him and said, now take note of this, who led him to be tempted? The Holy Spirit. But when the tempter came, where was the Holy Spirit? Where's the Holy Spirit? You would have expected that since I was the one that led you to be tempted, when the tempter now comes, I should stand up for you and say, hey, you devil. Do you understand? Well, guess what happened? When the tempter came to him and said, if you are the son of God, tell these stones to become bread. Okay, go on. Ah, it was not the Holy Spirit that answered. It was Jesus who answered. This is confusing my head. You led me to be tempted. In other words, you told me, let's go to club. You know I don't have money. You were the one that told me, let's go to Quillox. The place is expensive. All the... The headquarters of iniquity, that's the place. So you now carried me there. We finally got there. You even now took me to VIP and you said you want to go and use the toilet. Ah, so confidently me, I sat. <laughs> thinking. Then they brought Ace of Spade. All those nice things, crystal. Two hours, this toilet, you're not back. Next thing, bill. I'm seeing 486,000. I'm thinking, I don't want 5K. Yeah, at least let's start from there. To help the poor. I, I don't even have 5K with me. You are my hope to go back even home. As I call in your phone, he switched off. Ah. How are we going to do this matter? This one's, you can't even say I will wash plates. Which plates? There's no, there's no option of washing plates here. So they said, so Jesus was now by himself. Where is this spirit that led me here? That's what happened to Jesus. Guess what? He said, it is written. Meaning what? Jesus, the Holy Spirit led him to be tempted and left him to the scriptures he knew. He led him to be tempted but left him to the scriptures he knew. David says, thy word have I hidden in my heart. Psalm 119 verse 11. That I may not sin against thee. If I tell you now that the solution to sin is the word. Some of you will argue. Say, ah, Pastor T, you haven't, you haven't experienced aggro. That thing. And that boy is just texting you. Hmm. Pastor T, the word. I don't, know, I don't know if it works. So That's what Jesus conquered with. For everything Satan said, Jesus replied. So if you don't have it in you. You will sin against him. That's what Jesus was performing here. Thy word have I hidden in my heart that I may not sin against you. So when he comes knocking, I have a response to overcome it. So what the spirit really did was to put to test what he had received. Do you see it? That's one. So that tells you that the Holy Spirit is known by the scriptures. Let's leave that. When were the epistles written and who wrote them? After Jesus had left. True or false? Good. How many books are in the New Testament? Eh? How many books are in the New Testament? 
20 what? 27 books. Okay. Who wrote the 27 books? Jesus. Hmm? The disciples. There are only eight authors in the New Testament. All those plenty 27 books, I say, it's only eight people that wrote it. Uh-huh. Now, those eight people who wrote it, where did they come from? They were, they were born before Jesus. After him. I mean, they wrote it after Jesus left. When did the Holy Spirit come? After Jesus left. So, we have Matthew to Revelation after Jesus left. And you still need the Holy Spirit to still tell you all the truth. So, Matthew to Revelation, what is it? Have you ever thought about that? What Jesus said to the disciples, they would declare, I mean, the Holy Spirit will come and teach them, is what is Matthew to Revelation? When Jesus was going, did they know all the things in Revelation? What did, the, what did John, give me Revelation chapter 1. Hear how, how John began Revelation chapter 1. What did he say? The revelation of who? Who did he say the Holy Spirit would do? I mean, speak up, speak of, testify about. Who? And it says, the revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave to, which God gave him to show his servants. Ah, what must soon take place? Give me John 14 and verse 16. So that you see that that's what the Holy Spirit is doing here. John 14 and 16, I believe it is. And I will ask the Father and he will give you another counselor to be with you forever. Go on. The Spirit again of what? Aha. The world cannot accept him because he neither sees him nor knows him. But you know him for he lives with you and will be in you. So at that time he wasn't in them. Go on. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. So guess what? Without the Holy Spirit you are an orphan. Look at somebody. Are you an orphan? If you don't have the Holy Spirit you are an orphan. You are without God in this world. People don't know. Anyway, that's another story. I will not leave you as orphans. I will come to you. Before long the world will not see me anymore. But you will see me because I live. You will also live. Go on. You also will live. Yes. On that day, you realize that I'm in the Father. No, no. I need to show me the verse. I think it's verse 23, where he says that he will guide you into all truth and he will tell you of things to come. Find it for me. It's in that. It's in chapter 14, verse 26. But the counselor, again, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, will do what? Will teach you all things and will remind you of everything I have said to you. Guess what? How did they remember to write the Gospels? Because Jesus had died. It was easy. How did they recollect exactly everything Jesus said? We're doing a study now which we're going to continue on Tuesday, Lord year, in the book of Acts. And I told you, Luke wrote both the book of Luke and Acts. And Luke is a gentile, a physician, a medical doctor. He wasn't even there. It was based on the things he heard from the apostles, but he gave an exact account. If you read Matthew, he, he didn't write his own when Matthew was writing his own. And the Bible calls them synoptic gospel. The word synoptic means same thing. You can see the same thing. The synoptists, and they wrote exactly the same thing. Who do you think did it? The Holy Spirit reminded them of all that Jesus said and did. So you see, it's fulfilling that scripture. <laughs> see, if we don't know the Bible, we just do nonsense and call it prophetic. But the counselor, the Holy Spirit, now go back to the scripture we we're reading before, to Revelation 1, and now see what is happening here. So you see, we tell them of things to what? To come. Now, see, these are the things to come. The revelation of Jesus Christ, which God gave him to show his servants. What must what? Soon take place. So that means it had not taken place. And it still has not taken place. He made it known by sending his angel to his servant, John. Now, see how John came into it. 
who testifies to everything he saw. That is the word of God and the testimony of Jesus Christ. Go on. What does he then say? Blessed is the one who reads the words of this prophecy and blessed are those who hear it and take to heart what is written in it because the time is near. Now go on. See how he came by it. John, to the seven churches in the province of Asia, grace and peace to you from him who is and who was and who is to come and from the seven spirits before his throne. Now see. And from Jesus Christ, who is the faithful witness, the firstborn from the dead and the ruler of the kings of the earth, to him who loves us and has freed us from our sins by his blood, yes. And has made us to be a kingdom, yes. Next. Look, he is coming. Next, 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 next. I want to see. Yes, next. I join your brother. Uh-huh. Look at it. And companion the suffering and kingdom of patience that has in Jesus was on the island of Patmos because of the word of God and the testimony of Jesus. Yes. Next. On the Lord's day, I was where? In the what? That's where I'm going to. So it was by the Spirit, from the Spirit, he sourced everything he wrote in Revelation. So, what I'm basically saying to you is that the Scripture, this what seems to be an open check, blanket check that Jesus gave in John 16, 13, saying that the Spirit would tell us things he couldn't tell us, has been done. As far as what doctrine, revelation is concerned, from Matthew to Revelation, everything in the epistles were the things Jesus could not say. The Spirit has now said. The Bible says holy men wrote as they were inspired by who? The Spirit. So what confusion are we bringing again? People, I said all that to say that if you live within the Bible, you are living in God. You don't need one thing extra. Now, some people may say, oh, but we have the gift of prophecy according to 1 Corinthians uh, 12 to 14. And 1 Corinthians chapter 14 tells us, you know, all the advantages of the gift of prophecy is true. And the Bible says you should not despise prophesying. I'm not, a, I'm not disrespectful of prophets and prophesying. No, never, 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 never. No, 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 no. Agabus in the New Testament stood up and said concerning Paul, who owns this cloak? Whoever owns it, this is what will happen to you in Jerusalem, you suffer. It's true. There are prophets who can see things to come. That's true. But you see those specific events that people tell you about. Right? And those happenings that are about you personally, if you are really fellowshipping with the Holy Spirit, you will know. Mouse Morrow said, a prophet is only necessary when you don't hear. Now, before my tomorrow said, what did I tell people? How many of you remember what I preached during um, the crossover? I said to you that what prophets come to do is to confirm what priests already said. It is when you break the law under the Old Testament that priests, the laws of God, that priests were the custodians of and they taught you to follow. That's when a prophet becomes necessary. Why did Elijah arise? Because Ahab was breaking the laws of God. If he had stayed with the word of God, was, it, was Elijah necessary? Uh-huh. It's when you are hard of hearing donkeys speak. Now, I'm not saying prophets are donkeys. Don't get me wrong. But they are prophets, and, but we have more donkeys now. <laughs> more donkeys. Because their prophecies are about themselves. If I be a man of God. You make it purely about your gift. And Put forward the idea that your gift is what delivers the promise. No, whatever happens in your life, 
God can bring gifts to culture, to water. Paul said, I planted Apollo's water. God gave the increase. It's impossible for any prophet's gift to be so powerful that if he prays for you to come to pass. No. It's the only reason somebody can pray for you and it comes to pass is because you have a faithful God who promised. And in the fullness of time, he will bring you to pass. Does he hear the prayer of men? Yes! 10,000 times. If you come to me and I pray for you, it will, God will answer. Believe me. I'm not selling myself. I, I just know it. But the reason he answers is because he is faithful to his word. He cannot deny himself. It's not because I'm so powerful in prayer. Because if this is the impression we keep selling, Christians will never rise. Never. And that's exactly why the New Testament is here. To break that mediation, that mediator process between God. Now there's only one mediator between man and God, the man Jesus Christ. Okay, does it mean, so why did God give us prophet? He gave them to us for what? To equip us. Let me ask you a question. Why should I equip you if you're not meant to do it by yourself? Have you ever thought about that? What's the purpose of equipping? Somebody who doesn't want you to do it by yourself, what does he do? He does it for you. When somebody has to equip you, it means at some point... You're supposed to do it by yourself. Why did Paul say, by now you ought to be teachers, but you are still in need of me? First Corinthians 3, you are still carnal. It's because there's a measurement of growth. Jesus told a parable. He said, after four years, cut down the tree. The gardener begged and said, give it one more year. He said, I'm not getting any fruit. God, the one that is not fruitful, God will uproot and throw away. He doesn't have time for nonsense. That, that God of rubbish that we sell in church, he's not like that too. He's a businessman, he's strict. Occupied till I come, I travel, I came back, I give you this. Oh yeah, give me a report. Accounting is done in heaven. We do accounting there. I give you this. What's where my returns? God doesn't invest in nonsense. You must bring returns. <laughs> All this bad, bad business that don't work. God, you bring returns. It's a strict businessman. I put one billion. You come and tell me stories that touch. Uh, something happened in the stock market. Where's my money? <laughs> That's how God sees all his investments in your life. You must bring fruits. If you are not fruitful, he will cut you down. In other words, for your own good and for his own good. You are occupying space. Put something. You just come to heaven. It's heaven you want to come to. Come to heaven. Put somebody that will give me returns. Maybe <laughs> 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 it's heaven. You, shall, you just want to make heaven. So come to heaven. Let me get the person that will give me returns. You are wasting time. Ah. Have you not read Revelation? He said, I will come and remove what? Your view from the lampstand. You are wasting my time. Just forming churches and talking nonsense. End this church. Give me a church. That's... At least you won't go to hell. Eh, so come to heaven. It's fine. <laughs> you are fine in heaven. Don't be on earth and be useless. And now go and lose your soul. Ah, no, come to heaven. <laughs> Let's end this matter. Yeah. What shall he profit a man if he gains the whole world and loses his eh, So come to the heaven. Let's end the matter. People, lay your life on the word. Respect gifts. Honor gifts of God. Listen when they speak. But everything can be checked by scripture. That's what I'm telling you. Everything must be confirmed by scripture. And nothing that is God's spirit will go against scripture. Why? I can't say something different from my book. I wrote it. The Bible says holy men wrote as they were inspired by who? God's spirit. So if I write a book, can I say something different from its content? Exactly. How will I contradict my own book? Who wrote the Bible? The Holy Spirit through men. It's just that God allows us to take credit. It's the Holy Spirit that wrote scriptures. Then he wrote the scriptures. 
you will now say that the Holy Spirit said something we can expressly see is against the scriptures. It's not possible. It's not possible. Now, does it mean Jesus doesn't do some things that are weird? Oh, yes, he does. It was Jesus who mixed. I mean, some of you, if you see, if Jesus was alive today, you won't follow him. Somebody was blind. Then mix saliva with sand. Is that so dirty? That's very dirty. Ordinarily, we're preaching sometimes, and a little saliva is escaping from. I can see some of it the way you do your face, like hey, Corona. <laughs> Ordinary that. This one now made mud. Do you know what he was doing? He was reminding you of who made man in Genesis. I was the one who formed him. And as God said to Moses, he that made the eyes shall he not see? That's what he was doing there. To let the people watching know I was there in creation. I'm not 20 years old. I'm older than all your fathers. <laughs> That's what he was doing. He did it intentionally for them to see. Because he told them, before Abraham was, I was. They said, you're not even 50. You're telling us. Say, hey, you're looking at my, because I came in the flesh to come and disguise for you people. Eh? What do people call where they disguise? That, guys, I'm not your grandfather's mate. I was the one that made man. So if I say it, I will see it, we see it. But if I say it, you won't believe me. Is that not what I did to people last week? So sometimes God has to dramatize because man's faith is bad. That's why I told you, go home, read some into water and drink it. All your problem is solved. Is that not what you like? Eh, that's what Jesus was doing. He was making a mockery of the people watching him. You like drama. Eh? So let me make sand for you. And once you walk, you say, hey, powerful. I told you, that man is powerful. All these people that will just be talking. All these people that will just be talking. What did God do in Genesis? Just talked six days and the whole world was formed. Oh, my just talking will lift you. This just talking will change your life. He's just talking Romans calls. He calls those things that be not. Rise up as though they were. Stand on your feet. He calls those things that be not as though they were. Just talking in this season is what you need. He sent his word just talking. And he healed their diseases. There's no just talking. If the words are the words of God, it's not just talk. We gather every Sunday for one person to just talk, 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 talk. One person, talk, 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 six days and we see the world. In the name of Jesus, the word is your life. Give me Proverbs chapter 4 from verse 18. Proverbs chapter 4. Look at it from verse 18. From verse 20 rather. Verse 20 and 22. Proverbs chapter 4. And take note of this and never forget it. Hear what it says. Proverbs chapter 4. My son, my daughter. There are no daughters in the spirit. I hope you know that. Oh yes, we're all sons of God. Hallelujah. It says, my son. In other words, we, are, we stand in the sun. All they see is Jesus. Pay attention to what I say. Listen closely to my words. Verse 22. Hear what it says. What are they? They are life to those who find them and health to a man's whole body. In the name of Jesus, the words of God are your life. They are your life. They are your life. They are the life to the things that are dead in your corner. It's life to your job. It's life to your business. It's life to your, to, to, you, to your relationships, to your marriage, to your children. It's life to all your projects, to all the pursuits of and the endeavors of your hands in the name of Jesus. The word of God is life. It is life. It makes all dead things come back to life. It is life. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the word. I am the resurrection and the life. I am the word, the truth, and I am the resurrection and the life. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. And it says their health, their health 
The word of God is what is health. Anything that is sick in this season, by the word they are healed. By the word they are healed. He sent his word and healed their diseases. I said, by the word in this season, they are healed. Where other people are looking for tokens and leavens to show that they have a God. Oh, by the word, you have advantage. In this season, as many of you as lay your life upon the word of God, you are soaring. You are soaring. You will soar like the eagle in the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. No more disregard for the word of God in this house and in the church. The spirit of truth is restored. Is restored. Listen, listen. People don't know that the spirit of God has feelings. You know you have feelings, right? And you get very hurt easily. Women, they're very tender. Your feelings are very... uh, Let me talk to Debbie. She's more welcoming. You know you have feelings. And by the time you call a guy twice, he doesn't pick up. Meanwhile, the guy has called you five times, he didn't pick up. You know how women are. But when they call twice, and you don't pick up, how can he not answer my call? Who is he with? Who is he talking to? And all those other... Or he's getting comfortable, he's beginning to feel that. Now I'm giving him eye. He can miss my call. When he was chasing me, as soon as, before even the call enters, it's as though he, he already knew he's answered. Why am I calling him twice? Then the third time, since morning, 11 p.m., he's calling back and telling me he was busy at the office. Yeah, really? Oh, now you're now busy. Is that how you feel? That's one thing women and the Holy Spirit share. The Bible says he will not always contend with what? With man. Yes. He told you. Talk to that girl. First time you walk past. Say, I don't, I don't like people seeing me talking to a girl in public. Okay. Second time. Third time. I was listening to something Miles Moreau preached yesterday. So breaking. It was the second part of his message where he was exposing. Today, my, my job is not to expose the person of the Holy Spirit. I'm, I'm, I, I'm just exposing the person of the Holy Spirit in relation to truth. The day I have time to really teach you about the Holy Spirit, oh my God, you will never remain the same again. Listen, he said in part two of that message, this was before he died in a plane crash, that sometimes, this is the exact example he used, that sometimes the Holy Spirit will tell you, wake up at night and pray for, for, for Brother Miles. And you'll be saying, ah, Lord, I'm tired. That's just my flesh, it's my mind. The next thing, he has died in a plane crash. And that's exactly how he died. So I'm not going to use an example. (laughs) Literally, that's exactly how he died. You know that what he was telling us ahead, that is insensitivity to the Holy Spirit. That's responsible for a lot of the things we are making prayer points. You call the Spirit, eat thing something told me are you drunk the holy spirit said don't be forming posh that i don't want people to feel i'm spooky i'm amongst my fellow cool guys so i can't be saying the holy spirit said no the holy spirit said don't go out today yes he said so he 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 not it he said so but guess what he has feelings twice the bible tells you two things about him don't grieve the holy spirit and second when you have grief, 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 there's a second one. Don't quench. So, once he calls first time, ah, you're forming busy. Third, by third time, he stops speaking. This guy doesn't like me. He doesn't, she doesn't want me. 
Everything I tell her to do, she always has a different opinion. She says, no, this is not how they make it in music. You have to do this. You have to shake bum bum. You know, the song has to have... I said, sing like this. Say, are you a musician? I'm telling you that this is how we do the thing. <laughs> says, this is not what we're doing. I was telling my wife something yesterday. I was correcting myself. I was praying in the evening and there's a decision we just took in relation to our son. And it was as though the Holy Spirit was having a conversation. Say, say, now wow. So you just made a decision. You didn't even ask me. And I pride myself as somebody who always prays about things before I do it. Especially with church, I don't play with that one. It doesn't matter what you tell me. I said, I, I was sure I prayed about it. I said, eh, but this decision that you have arrived at, on which one did you ask me? Ah. I said, so is your son, Abby? Okay, take care of him. I said, ah, no. <laughs> Let's not do it like that. It's not, eh, okay, what are we going to do? It has happened. <laughs> Sometimes this is why they keep money away from you. Because you will just make decisions without checking. Many of you, once money is in your hand, or access, or you have the person to call, the contact person to call, you just decide. In this church, are you, I told you, I don't know what's in the account. Why? I don't want to plan program based on balance. Eh? Uh, if I see balance and he's saying me, 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 million, I say, okay, let's have concert. Let's do, how about Tuesday? Then we do these things God did not say, money said. Eh, that's what we do. People, lay your life on the scriptures. It's the Holy Spirit. The Bible is the what? It's the Holy Spirit. The, the Bible and the Spirit, they are one and the same. Guess what? Every time the Spirit speaks to you about something, even specific things in your life, do you know what he normally does? He brings a scripture to your mind. He brings a scripture to your mind to call you to order or to guide you or to lead you in that area. He never gives you an instruction that's specific without a word that confirms it. Never. He doesn't do it. They came to the church, a council in Israel. I mean, in, in, yes, in Jerusalem. To disseminate a matter in the Antioch church over people who were telling them, cut your body to prove that you are believers. When they were going to solve the matter, James and Peter, guess what they said? It seemed good to the Holy Spirit and to us. And what did they do? They quoted scripture. End of story. You can't see this Bible. That's the Spirit. It's the Spirit. It's one with the Spirit. It's the witness of Jesus. It's the truth. The Spirit of prophecy is the testimony of Jesus. Raise your hands and say, I believe the word. It's my compass. I live by it. Where it takes me is profit. Where it takes me is advantage. I am blessed. I am blessed because the Bible says so. Not because I feel like it. I am great because the Bible says so. Not because I feel like it. I'm grateful for the gift of men and women through whose tongues the Lord speaks into my life. But before them, and even without them, all the Bible says, I accept whatever they say, which does not agree with the report of the scriptures concerning me. Without rejecting them, I reject those words. I receive only that which is true. The Bible says, it says, watch all things, check all things, and pick that which is true. I pick the word over man. I pick the word over the gifts of men. I receive men and the gifts of men that align with the scripture. And in that, I am fruitful. I am flourishing. 
the word of God is enough. By it, I overcome sin. I overcome sickness. I overcome lack. The Bible is my path to every good thing. The scriptures are my path to every good thing in Christ. By them, I'm a partaker of divine life, of the divine nature. In Jesus' name. Put your hands together, people. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. To God be the glory. Great things he has done.